Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As Jesus continues to focus on the Pharisees and their conduct, he zooms in on the heart of the matter. Today on Drawing Near, we see stewardship and faithfulness from God's true perspective. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 16, and look at trustworthy or not. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, as we come before you, seeking to prepare our hearts and our minds to study your word, we recognize that oftentimes there are things that clutter our minds, cares, worries of this world, that interfere with our focus on your word. So we ask, Father, that you would help us, that you would help us to narrow our focus so that we can understand, so that we can see clearly the truth of your word and apply it to our lives. And Father, do help us apply it. It's the most important thing we can do when we come to your word is to recognize that it is applicable to our lives today. Thank you for this time. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So in our last several studies, Jesus has been addressing and correcting the attitudes of the Pharisees, and not just the attitude of the Pharisees, the attitudes of the people, because the people thought the Pharisees were individuals to be looked up to and to aspire to. They wanted to have what the Pharisees had. They wanted to be like the Pharisees. The Pharisees were often very wealthy, had lots of power. People looked up to them, or at the very least, they feared them. And so Jesus is correcting an institutional attitude, a cultural perspective. And so when we come to Luke chapter 16, verse 10, we read these words. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. This is an obvious, simple truth. Every parent, every grandparent, every manager We know this to be true. If someone is not faithful in a little thing, why entrust them with something greater? If your son or daughter is not faithful to do this little task that you give them, why would you give them a greater task? Or if they can't be trusted to do something, like be home at a certain time or whatever, why would you trust them further? That's all this passage is saying. But what's interesting in verse 10 is he talks about faithfulness and justness. We do not use these words very much. We often use the word faithful just in marriages or in relationships. God is using this word faithful in a relationship with him. It is God who entrusts us with his resources, with responsibilities. We have time, talents, and treasures that God, who has everything, has entrusted us with. And one day we will give an account. And some of us want greater responsibility or greater opportunity. But if we haven't been faithful in the little things or in the smaller things, the less weighty things, then why would God entrust us with more? And so the person who's not faithful in a little bit is not going to be entrusted by God with more. And Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. You haven't been faithful with little things. God's not going to entrust you with more. You're not using what little knowledge you have correctly, so God's not going to give you more. 
He goes on and talks about the one who is unjust or unrighteous. If someone is unrighteous, unjust in a little thing, he's going to be unjust in a big thing. So the heart of a person is what we're dealing with here. It's the internal attitude. Because what makes a person unfaithful in a little thing? Or what makes a person unjust in a little thing? It's their heart. It's their character. And so that's what Jesus has gone to. He's gone from outward attitudes, outward expressions, now to the inward attitude. The problem with the Pharisees or the problem with people who aren't trustworthy is that they can't be trusted in anything. He goes on in verse 11 and says, Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, in the worldly things, in the things that are not of the kingdom of heaven, who will commit to your trust the true riches, the heavenly riches? If you're not wise with the things of this world, why would God entrust you with the things of heaven, the eternal things? There is a connection here, and this is amazing. This connection between our wisdom, our faithfulness, our sense of responsibility, our faithfulness and justness concerning the world's things and its relationship with our heavenly responsibilities. Some of us want to be entrusted with spiritual things in the church or from God, but we're unfaithful in our marriage, or we're not being submissive or loving as spouses, or we're not being faithful as parents. Some of us want to work hard at church, but we won't go to work and work hard. Some of us are lousy stewards in the world, and therefore we don't understand why God won't make us greater stewards in the church. One affects the other, and Jesus is drawing upon this unfaithful steward, this unfaithful manager, earlier in this chapter, and he's continuing to teach of this. There's a connection between worldly faithfulness, or faithfulness in fleshly material things, and faithfulness in spiritual things. Verse 12, And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? If you can't serve somebody else, why would you think you need to be the master? I've often told young men in my ministry, the very first step to being a leader is to be a servant. If you can't follow somebody else's leadership, if you can't follow their instructions, if you can't be loyal, if you don't know how to serve and submit yourself to someone else, you're not going to be a good leader. You're not going to be able to understand that relationship. The best leaders are individuals who know how to follow and support because the best leaders are individuals who are willing to just do whatever God calls them to do, whether it's lead or follow. And we don't get to decide if we lead or not. God decides that. Any human being, especially in the church, who pushes themselves to the forefront eventually is going to fall because they're there for the wrong reason. They're there because they've manipulated or coerced other individuals or the circumstances. They played politics in the church. And for many of us, we think, well, this never happens. And that's not true. I've witnessed it over and over and over again. It happens all the time. And so God says, if you can't be faithful serving another or managing another's resources, why should I entrust you with your own that others are going to have to serve and follow and manage for you. Then verse 13, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. 
You cannot serve God and mammon. Your heart needs to be of heaven or of earth. You can't straddle the fence. You need to be hot or cold toward God, not lukewarm. Because being lukewarm is being cold. Not being totally devoted to God is being devoted to the world. We need to understand we cannot juggle this. We cannot balance this. We cannot compromise. What Jesus is saying here is this. You need to choose who you're serving. You need to be all in in your service. You want to be worldly. You want to enjoy the benefits of this world, the relationships of this world, the values of this world. Then serve that master. Be all in there. But if you want a part of the kingdom of God, you want to serve God, you need to be all in there. Because when one calls you to do one thing and the other calls you to do the opposing thing, you will have to make a choice. And you will love one and hate the other, or you'll be loyal to one and despise the other. You can't serve both. You can't serve both God and material things. You have to choose. And so many Christians try to prove this verse wrong. So many Christians try to balance being materialistic and worldly and carnal in all of their business dealings and associations. But then when they go to church, they flip the switch. It doesn't happen that way. God wants us 24-7, 365. He wants our entire life. We've already seen that. Jesus has already said, if you want to be my disciple, you need to hate father, mother, brother, sister, wife, children, and your own life also. You need to give up all and follow me. We're to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We need to see these truths. And it takes the Holy Spirit coming into our hearts and lives through faith in Jesus Christ to help us with this. The same thing was true in the Old Testament. Nothing has changed, contrary to what most people believe. Joshua said to the children of Israel, Choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that sounds great, but we must understand to make that statement means we're going to serve the Lord and no one else. Not ourselves, not anyone else, not anything else. It's God alone. We love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Is that your commitment? I hope so. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for these truths. Help us to understand and embrace them with all of our heart. Help us to think through the implications of these things so that we may better be able to respond by faith to you, justly to you as faithful stewards. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.